if you if you're not having people come to you with opportunities whether it's a promotion whether it's a a, a new skill or a training or a business opportunity or a property or whatever it is if they're not being generated that's when you need to worry because you're doing something wrong what's going on guys this is the passive wealth strategy show thank you for tuning in today our guest is mark hayward from the Absolute Business Mindset Podcast and a lot of other businesses. And today we're talking about the best mindset to have for real estate investing, for growing in life, growing in your career, growing your income, being more satisfied in what you do and just seeking out that the right things that you should be working on, seeking out success, all those great things. It's so important. And uh, that's what we're talking about today. We start off talking a bit about Mark's uh, podcasting-related business that he started. That uh, once you, if if you're not a podcaster, you might not even be aware of. But it's, I think it's really interesting the way that he's applied some of these lessons to grow that business and also to grow his real estate investing business and the other businesses that he is involved in. So, really, really very important to monitor your mindset and and live in a successful mindset, especially as a real estate investor, because you're going to encounter tough times. They're going to happen, right? The market's going to get tough sometimes, or you might be having a tough time with one or more of your properties you're invested in or something along those lines and need to be prepared for that. Your mindset needs to be ready for those things to happen so that you can remain in the right place and and just keep moving forward, stay focused on the right things and ultimately achieve the success you want and just keep going. So, so many important things in here and you're going to learn a lot today. We're going to escape the Wall Street casino by investing in real estate together. If you do enjoy the show and you're an Apple Podcast cast user, I ask that you take a quick second, go to the Apple Podcast app, look us up, leave us a rating and review, five stars if you don't mind. I appreciate that so much because that helps other people learn about the show that helps us grow in the apple podcast ecosystem and i get to see all of the awesome comments that you guys make and it helps me feel awesome i get to see that you're engaging with the content you're growing alongside us and you're escaping the wall street casino along with us if you do enjoy the show and you're listening on your favorite podcast app take a quick second look us up hit that subscribe button. That way you'll get every new episode straight to your mobile device every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And we will see you right here investing in real estate together. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate syndicator. I buy real estate with passive investors and split the return. Monitoring your mindset is, again, so important for success, I think, in your career and especially as a real estate investor. If you're new to real estate investing. We talk about a lot of things in here that are pretty common for newer real estate investors who need to keep moving forward. And if you're an established real estate investor, maybe you're going through uh, some tough times with either the uh, eviction moratorium or tough times on collections or or, you know, just the, the current recession that we're in in general or the appreciating market, what have you. There's so much important information in here. Without any further ado, here we go with Mark Hayward. Mark, thank you for joining us today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's been great talking with you here, and I'm glad we were able to make this happen despite the time difference. For our listeners out there who don't know about you and your business, can you give us an introduction to 
who you are, what you do, and the variety of things that uh, you do in the business mindset and entrepreneurship space. So variety is the key word, I think. Um, so I left my corporate job in October 2020. I'd already had a property business that I'd started and I'd, I'd had a coaching business, which I'd started as well. But I really sort of powered on. And, and as I say, I've got those businesses. I've got a podcast myself called Absolute Business Mindset, which has over 300 episodes. And something I started in January was a podcast business where we match uh, podcast guests with podcasters and we've got different packages for people and um and it's been really successful it's really kicked off uh because um finding that people want to be guests want to be able to be involved in podcasts even if they don't have a podcast themselves they see the value of being able to be on this marketing campaign and and, and it's a there's lots of things obviously marketing is a huge subject but being able to then just infiltrate a a, a podcast uh, guest uh, availability can be really good for branding for personal brands and 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 for their businesses absolutely and you know for our listeners out there who don't host a podcast and don't receive these types of emails i get a lot of solicitations like that. And I turn many down, but I also accept some that are are the right fit for this podcast. And many of the guests that folks have listened to in the past on this show have been brought to me by an agency like yours. And it's really interesting to, uh, as a podcaster, learn how um, important that is, you know, for the guests who want to get out there and promote, but maybe don't have the uh, capacity in their own business to um, do that type of outreach to podcast hosts. Yeah, and we 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 do the whole end to end service. We 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 have regular catch ups with our clients. We have uh, we we set up all of the all of the podcasts themselves. So literally, it's uh, once they've approved and, and it's been agreed to go on the podcast, we we do everything for them. So it's a very much. Uh, a light touch for the guests they just need to maybe listen to a couple of episodes have a think about what they're going to talk about whether it's something on leadership or or business or entrepreneurship so uh yeah it's it's a really nice little business there's a there's a little niche there and i think there's uh th- there's great opportunities for for people who might want to be thought leaders or develop a brand in a personal brand themselves or promote their business. Um, so it's a really good way of being able to get themselves out there. And we talk about the Google effect. And this is why we sort of say it's good to have sort of a different between 24, 48 podcasts in one year. And the reason why we say that many is because what it does is it sets up when people do searches for you, and 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 now in the modern world, if you have an interview with someone or you you have a business relationship or start a business relationship, people will Google you. They'll they'll search for you on LinkedIn. They'll search for you on Facebook, whatever platform is best. But what you what we've found is, and and this was where my 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 business partner experienced this himself um, a couple of years ago was that when they Google you, they find all your podcasts that you've been on. And that really gives people authority that you know what you're talking about, whatever your niche is, whether it's as a leader, 
as an entrepreneur, as a business owner in technology, whatever it is, you can then have that bank of information on Google that means that people can then get to know you before they have a face-to-face meeting. They can already get to know you because they understand your strengths, your weaknesses, your thoughts, what you're good at, what you're bad at. And, and, and so that whole Google effect has been really powerful for myself and my business partner that we've experienced when people search for search for you before a a, a meeting or before a face-to-face meeting yeah it is uh you know as as a podcaster you know i've spoken with many listeners who want to talk about real estate syndications or what have you and it's uh it's really interesting to you know connect with folks who have maybe listened to me listen to this podcast for you know tens of hours so though they know you know quite a bit about me before i know anything about them and they've you know researched and everything it's really uh I'm still not quite used to it yet, even though I've had a, a few of those conversations. So it's it's really uh, interesting. Now, you talk a lot about and you built your podcast brand around mindset, which, you know, for a real estate investing audience, that's I mean, that's what we talk about here is real estate investing. Yeah, I think that's so important, especially when you're first getting started. So you know, let's break into that and and learn about the absolute business mindset and what you teach your listeners about mindset for you know, real estate investors and folks who want to get okay, out there. So, yeah. So there's a couple of points here I would say. So I've got a podcast with over 300 episodes called Absolute Business Mindset. I've interviewed probably 150, 120, 150 people on that podcast from all different areas, all different backgrounds from property, from digital marketing, YouTube people, just the, 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 it's, it's, it's a great variety. And that's why I love doing it is because I get, I get insight into people's life, careers, businesses, and it's, it's really important. And I find it a lot of fun learning from, from great guests on how they were successful or got to success. The point about mindset. So I talk about mindset quite a bit because I think it's one of those things that if you're in a negative mindset or uh, see, I, I, I just did a, a, a post yesterday, which was about the seven shifts in mindset that you should be looking to do as a, in your life. And one of the most important ones for me is a growth mindset versus a, a fixed mindset. And for me, I think that is so critical for, for for many reasons, because you've got to be open to learn new things. You've got to be looking for growth in a personal level or a financial level or a business level. And if you're open to and, and, and uh, can see opportunities that are around you, now that might be a conversation you have with with someone and a business spawns from that. Um, or if you're in a career and you're having a conversation, that might be a new job uh, comes up. If you're open and see the world as, 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 a, as, as opportunities, there are, there are great opportunities out there. And I, I can talk from personal experience, probably, um, I don't know, 15, 16 years ago when I was starting my corporate career, I, I was, I, I was offered, there were opportunities that were coming up and I wasn't in the right mindset. I wasn't, I I saw them, but I was scared. I was apprehensive. I was fearful of, of in some ways success, some ways I was fearful of um, that. I wasn't good enough. And it took me a long time to really get that mindset and take that negative talk out of my head 
and actually replace it with seeing opportunities and actually taking those opportunities because if you fail okay you dust yourself off and you you, you go again it's, it's it's nothing is ever permanent success or, or failure so so for me that change i spent uh, two things changed my my sort of business career one was reading and listening to audiobooks deeply and podcasts deeply about mindset about personal development about business entrepreneurship uh, management leadership and that made a huge impact on my life the other thing was for uh, about five or six years I worked with a mentor and uh, and it was really an interesting experience and for me it was great because he actually was a salesman as at his core and I was in a corporate career and you might think, well, where, where does sales fit? Uh, like it's not necessarily, I was a consultant. So where, where do you, where do you fit sales into that? And he educated me and helped me on two things. One thing in a, in a career, in the business, you're always selling yourself to 100%. an extent. And in a career, you are selling your own brand to the partners, to the senior execs, to the, to the, to the people who are going to influence, be influenced by you and persuaded by you to promote you. So that was a massive mindset shift. And I learned a great deal from him, um, which still is relevant to me in, in my business and my entrepreneurship that I'm doing here. But that, those two things were the trigger points for me changing my mindset and being open to opportunities and being able to be to be successful and and that that is something that i'm very thankful and very grateful that i was given those opportunities but you've got to do it yourself there's only so much that a coach or a mentor can do to help you you've still got to act it out you've got to do so that for me is very important as well being a doer rather than just a because a great idea is exactly what it is it's a great idea there's no nothing behind it so it is important to be a doer as as, as much as anything else Do you want direct access to passive commercial real estate investments, including apartments, self-storage, medical facilities, hotels, and even more? CrowdStreet has you covered. They provide access to a wide variety of commercial real estate syndications for accredited investors. Over 520 deals have been closed through the platform, and investors have placed over $2.1 billion, that's billion with a B, in those deals. Go to PassiveWealthStrategy.com slash CrowdStreet to get started, or click the link in the show notes. See the CrowdStreet platform for full terms and conditions of what they offer. Once again, that's PassiveWealthStrategy.com slash CrowdStreet to get started. Well, I love all of that. And I, on a personal level, I can relate to that. Early on in my career, I was in the wrong role for me, and it wasn't the fault of my employer. It was my first job out of college. And you know, it was just the wrong fit. It was it was not right for me. And I knew about this this career shift that I could make at the same company into a sales role, but I was scared. I was I was scared of failure. I was scared of, oh, what's it? You know, I'm gonna have to get out and cold call people. Little did I know I wasn't gonna actually really have to that wasn't part of that role. It was a little different, but it just held me back for I don't know, the period of time might have been a year, year and a half, which is important time, but it was also a year or a year and a half where I hated my job and it made me hate every day. And 
you know, I ended up being successful in that role when I eventually shifted over to it. But it was, it's actually worse to hate what you're doing because it's going to, that's going to make you, you know, not successful at it compared to taking a chance at something that you could like and could grow in and could, again, that growth mindset. And that ultimately, you know, it ended up working out. It wasn't a guarantee that it was going to work out, but it was the right role for me. It was the right move for me. But I held myself back out of fear, out of a fixed mindset, out of all of these things. And, you know, fortunately, I learned that lesson eventually, but it came at a cost. And, you know, I wish I would have known to to just go for it initially. Yeah. And and, and it's I, I think there's lots of people in careers that struggle with how to how to progress and and sometimes people are successful early doors and then then struggle they plateau uh, that i've seen a lot some people become quite comfortable and don't move anywhere forward again and um and if you're not moving forward if you're not learning something new if you're not developing skills uh developing your mindset Actually, it's really it's a really bad place to be, and um, and as you say, like you end up hating your job, and um, and I would say that that is quite a common. I think there's quite a lot of people in there that in the world that that struggle with that. But if if you're if you're not moving forward, then you're stationary and you're not really progressing. And for me, um, now in the sort of entrepreneur world, something that I've really so someone very wise to me, Rocky Lavani, said to me, there's two things in business. Firstly, is there's learning, which is good for your soul. And then there's networking, which is good for your wallet. And that was a really wise, sage thing for someone to say, because being able to develop those skills and 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 network because there, there is a there's a there's a technique to networking a lot of people go you just get on with people you hand a business card and, and that's it but actually it's relationship building it's 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 developing rapport with people and finding common ground with people and it's not that uh, i'm not saying that you go into these sorts of networking and be calculated but you need intent because you're trying to sell your business you're trying to 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 publicize your business share your knowledge and, and help people and um and I think that's that's a skill that I've developed or am developing at the moment to to really get the most out of those sorts of networking events. And it's all it's, uh, I'd repeat what I said. It's not you're not manipulating, but you're having the intent on the relationship that you're that you have in in that network group. So I'm part of now three different networking groups, which has been really helpful for me, really good for my business. And um, but that was something that I was like, right, I'm not really very good at this. I can meet clients when I was in my corporate, I've met clients and, and sold to them, cross sell different, different products, different services, but actually sort of turning up, um, giving a little bit of yourself, but actually also listening and listening to what they want and help trying to help them as well. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a constant, it's, it's all another thing I said in my podcast yesterday, it's all about the journey. You need to enjoy the journey you're on rather than just thinking about the destination. And I'm very much in, in, in early stages of my, my entrepreneurship. Uh, But um, 
developing skills all the time, looking to learn things from other people, um, having great guests on my podcast, which educates me and, and, and informs me and, uh, and picking those things up all along the way, which is, which is really good for, for people running businesses. And, and they need to understand that relationship building is probably the critical point in relationships, whether it's going into a JV with someone, whether it's having them as a client, uh, whether it's um, sharing resources, whatever it is, if you create strong, good, solid relationships with people, that will that will come back. It's not a I don't believe in the karma thing. It's just more it's good business sense because if you help people, they're more willing to help you. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that kind of makes the world go around. It's funny you mentioned Rocky as to break the fourth wall a little bit as we speak here. I was literally interviewing him for this show, not but 12 hours ago. So, right. you know, only recently. So he's, he's, he's been on the show. I loved Rocky loads. Oh yeah. Lots of great information there. Um, so you mentioned a, a bit earlier that this was this, this growth mindset, if I'm understanding correctly, was really part of of seven seven things, seven points, and I'm, we're not going to have enough time here to cover all of them in depth. But I wanted to at least ask for a summary of those seven or a few more, just so we make sure you know we're really fleshing out that idea while we've got you here. Yeah. So growth mindset and fixed mindset. I mentioned the other one about the journey, not the destination. That's a really good one. I, re- I genuinely believe you really have to enjoy what you're doing. Um, in business or a career. It's not about the next car or house or whatever watch, whatever it is. They 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 can come if that's what you like doing, but you shouldn't be thinking about I need to earn X to be able to do it. So you need to enjoy what you do every day. Um I'm trying to think of a couple more of them that were 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 were, were very evident. I think just mindset shifts is something that there's a bit of personal development there. There's a little bit of business acumen. There's a bit of tactics that go into it. But just being open, open to opportunities is such a big one because I genuinely believe everyone, whatever job, business, career, whatever it is, opportunities do come your way. They might be relatively low level or or, or whatever it is but just being open and aware of them and think them through. So, so someone might come, someone, someone pitched to me uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, their business and wanted my investment. I'm, I'm not really looking to be an investor in, 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 in businesses at the moment. I've got my property investment business and, and I source. So uh, I, I find properties for other people as well. And that is, an investment, but I'm not really looking to invest in a business at this moment in time. This is a bit of a soccer, a bit of football theme. Uh, someone was saying about a striker, so one of the attackers. It's not if you miss an opportunity. The problem is if you're not generating, you or the team is not generating opportunities. And I think that's the major thing. It's if you if you're not having people come to you with opportunities, whether it's a promotion, whether it's a a, a new skill or a training or a business opportunity or a property or whatever it is, if they're not being generated, that's when you need to worry because you're doing something wrong. If you're getting opportunities and you're assessing them and you're like, well, okay, so there is positive to this or or, or the, there might be time constraint i can't quite do that 
that is that is absolutely fine as long as you think through it and the problem comes is if if they're not generating leads and equally you're not seeing when those opportunities do come around i was very blinkered in my career my early career because i was just like right this is my job this is what i'm going to do and people came were talking about training and i was like no no no, no i just want and actually i hated it in the end i, I developed a, I, I didn't enjoy doing that role but it took me a while to think through that and really come to that. So people need to be open to opportunities and discuss them. If they're not right for you, not enough time, not enough money, not enough, whatever, it's too much effort to do it. That's absolutely fine. That is the correct thing to do for you. But yeah, the bigger problem is if you're not seeing those opportunities when they arise. I think that's huge, especially for, for real estate investing. The whole time, all these years I've been a real estate investor, and before people have been saying, oh, the market crashes right around the corner. I'm not investing right now. There are no deals. And I like, I love that you said about if you know, you're not generating opportunities. I think specifically as it translates to real estate investing, I think a lot of times when folks say, oh, the market stinks, I'm just sitting out, I'm waiting for the crash. It's not because they're looking at properties and making offers or investing in deals or looking for the right one. It's really more that they're looking for an excuse or a reason to sit out of the market and not put in the work, not go find those opportunities, even if none of those opportunities are ultimately going to fit their criteria. They just want a reason not so to I go for it. Yeah, I don't know what the 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 local market in the US or where you are specifically, but I've I've actually said to myself, I'm going to, I'm going to give a few months where I'm not going to go out and invest in properties. I still source properties for other people. So um, I think you call it wholesale. Mm -hmm. I, I still do that. And, and I'm looking for properties for people and connecting people with larger investments and, and land and, and properties and developments and stuff that's, that's sort of developed in the last sort of six months or so. But it's it's really interesting. I'm still got my eye on the market. For 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 us in the UK, it's it's a hot market for property. It's, oh, yeah. it's it, we are we are literally I'm seeing properties that need a, a refurb, not development, just a refurb. This is my so my personal I do simple buy to let sort of single let cap business um properties. Um and we've got quite a lot of these in sort of the UK and uh and um I'm still looking for them and still trying to see them. My problem is that uh, a property comes on the market that needs a light refurb or a bit of a sprucing up, just make it a little bit nicer. And um, and they're getting asking price offers and multiple asking price offers in the first sort of three or four days. And that doesn't really work for my business model. I want to do prices a little bit lower, add value, maybe do an extension or whatever it is, and then either sell or hold long term. So at the moment, the market doesn't work for me at, at this very moment in time. I'm I'm almost certain that it will it will it will turn around. The estate agents will will get deals. Uh, it, it won't be as much hard work finding those deals. And when they you do find them, you can buy them for a, a good price that you can you can add some value. And and because I my my personal strategy is hold on long term. Is sort of hold on to all my properties ten years plus and take capital appreciation out of it or. Or maybe with the, the the capital appreciation, buy new properties with that. So that's my sort of long term strategy. And, and um, but 
it's a tough market at the moment. We've, we've got furlough and things like that in the UK where people are being supported by the government. That is going to end relatively soon. And I think those market trends are going to affect our our UK market hugely. So uh, for me, it's like, not at the moment, but I'll, I'm keeping an eye on the properties. I'm, I'm keeping a, we all, in the UK, we get all these emails from providers and, and actually, Actually, one of my the people who I elect my properties with has given me a, 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 a what they call it investor club, and they've they've set this up. And people that have multiple properties with them, they help with giving properties before they go on the market, before they actually go nice. onto the website or whatever. Which is a really nice little touch that they've done there, and that's been really revealing. And actually because it's what they consider a deal is actually quite an interesting viewpoint on that. So, and, but again, I'm now working with an estate agent, a separate estate agent and which he's getting me off, off market projects, development, land, uh, sales of, of blocks. And, uh, and that's, we go back a full circle relationships, building relationships with people. I wouldn't have, got the the off-market properties with the estate agent if I hadn't struck up a good relationship with him which took time equally the 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 investor club because yes i had i held a couple of properties that they were letting out for me but i talked to the to the area manager and we started talking we had a connection she was like oh do you know what we can do for you as well so i always think that yes the the market does have an impact whatever business you're you're in whether it's property or entrepreneurship or um or or some some industry specific work but there are always opportunities whatever the market is some might be better than others just the way it is but there are there, there you've got to you've got to build the relationship strong that when the market is right then you can really invest double down on that area and, and for me at the moment in the uk market it's like mm, i'm not going to move i want to see what what three months more furlough is going to be like for the uk market um we might find that the prices just keep on going up and i'm losing out because i'm not investing at the moment and in six months the prices might still have gone up i'm not sure and I'm not experienced enough to go, oh, it's definitely going to crash or it's definitely going to stay up because everyone I speak to, I've got that split decision. Some people are saying, oh, it's definitely going to drop in price. You can't, this is unsustainable that the market will keep on developing and increasing prices. And then someone that I know that has been in business, been in property for 30 years is saying it will slow, but he doesn't think it will crash because the pandemic um, wasn't a structural problem with the economy. It was it's a health which has had impact on the, on the economy. I get that, but if you go go back to two thousand seven eight with the credit crunch and and that they were banks and lenders that were failing, and there was a structural problem with the with the economy, and that's why it was a very deep recession and very hard for lots and lots of people um, that struggled at that time. But he said he said to me, and and again he might be wrong, he might be right, that he doesn't see the pandemic as a, an economic structural problem. It's it's something that is going to impact the economy but because there's not something failing apart from people's health which is obviously awful but 
he doesn't see that it's going to have that massive impact on, on a recession in the property market. So there are any number of views on the same subject, pros and cons. You'll get them all over the shop. You just have to make as a you try and be as educated as you can with the economy. You try and think about it. You try and work out what's the best strategy for you. But it's all a pun. It's you. You, you make you make your call, and you have to live by your decision whether that ends up being positive or negative. So, yeah, property market at the moment in the UK is 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 an interesting one. It's not quite where I want it to be. Um, but uh, hoping that we'll get some sort of some more deals because more more things that actually make economic sense to buy than what I'm seeing at the moment. Well, I think coming to that conclusion while also doing the work, building those relationships and really being set up for if there is a correction or a shift in the market is completely different from the folks that use uh really just say oh the market's hot i'm not going to do anything they're not there's they're sitting on you know their their haunches they're not out there building those relationships completely different situation different behaviors and it's going to be a different level of preparation if that that crash does eventually come so but right now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor Have you ever wanted to invest in the private lending and debt side of real estate? You might find that going out and finding borrowers on your own is tough. When you find a borrower, you have the task of evaluating their plan all on your own. And the traditional way of lending private money highly concentrates your risk because you'll probably be funding the whole rehab loan on your own. That meant writing loan checks well into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, placing a lot of risk in individual borrowers and properties. Not to mention, there's a lot for you to know in terms of how to structure these loans so that you can help protect yourself and work with the borrower in your interests. Now, there's a new way to invest in the debt side of real estate that turns the private money lending space on its head. You can invest in a variety of debt instruments with this new platform with as little as $10 in each opportunity. You can diversify your investment across a wide variety of borrowers, geographies, and asset types. This new platform is called ground floor. They make it easy to invest in either your name or using your self-directed IRA. And if you don't already have a self-directed IRA, don't worry. They make it easy to get started and get one opened. Go to www.passivewealthstrategy.com slash ground floor to get started or click the link in the show notes. See the ground floor site for full terms and details of what they offer. Once again, that's www.passivewealthstrategy.com slash ground floor, or click the link in the show notes. Back to the show. All right, Mark, I've got three questions. I ask every guest on the show. Are you ready? Yes, go for it. Great. First one, what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education? Uh, real estate property for me. Um, it was a, it's a bit of an unfortunate, well, a bit of a sad story. I lost um, three people in my family uh, in in sort of six, seven months, it was a bit of a extreme situation, but what happened was I inherited two properties and, um, and the reason why it was the best investment for me was it came from a, from hard times, but I wanted to do something positive with the opportunity that had come. So I, I, I rented out the properties that I 
that I inherited and actually leveraged them and took a loan out and was able to buy two more properties on top of that. And I've still got an opportunity to to invest in in a couple more with one of the other properties. So for me, it's it's great for for income, and also it's great because where I am based, you get you get that capital appreciation. The prices go up every every ten year last ten years in the area that I've done. These prices have doubled. Well, if if I my plan is to hold on for ten years and 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 then be able to to get that. So for me, property is is a wise smart move, and um, and that's that's probably the best investment that I've done so far. Nice. So we had the best investment. Now we we'll go to the other side of that coin, the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? Right. And now this is because I'm not educated in it. This is not necessarily because they are bad. So Facebook ads, Google ah, ads, mm-hmm. all this sort of digital advertising. I've boosted, I've boosted posts. I've done Facebook ads. And and I, I genuinely believe that it is because of lack of education and that they've, they've it's wasted me a lot, not a lot of money, but a decent chunk of money that I've tried different techniques on trying to do this with very little, very little comeback. Facebook ads basically had been pointless because they didn't, they didn't, I, I obviously did the, the, the wrong type of people in the demographic that I chose. Um, I've boosted posts on places like Instagram and Twitter and seen very little in response to that. Google ads is slightly different. I, 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 I've taken a step back from this business, but I teach people how to do a podcast. It's a three hour course. And I teach people end to end service of, of, um, of, of creating and hosting and promoting and launching a podcast. Um, and I use Google ads with that. And, it actually made economic sense. I still made more than I was. Uh, I was. I was paying for the Google ads, but it wasn't a great deal more. So I would say that's probably been my worst investment, and it's it's probably because it's my lack of education or not making the most of that as an opportunity. Uh, but yeah, th- those sorts of boosting posts and promoting posts, I just haven't really got that working for me yet. But. I, I, I'm sort of determined, especially Facebook ads. I think there is something there um, at the moment. I think the price point is still good enough to make a difference. Um, but yeah, that's probably been my worst investment so far. Interesting lesson to learn. My favorite question here at the end of the show is, what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? That's really hard. Yeah, it is a hard question. Really, really hard. And I don't think I'm going to give you a very good answer, but this is my answer. You can't do everything. You can't do everything. I started, when I started my entrepreneurship, I ended up with five different businesses mm-hmm. and it's, it's too, it's too much. I still, so I still enjoy the variety of different things that I do. I still enjoy doing the podcasts and creating a business and running a business and, and property investing and sourcing and coaching. I, but I cannot, I actually mentally, as well as time-wise, cannot take anything else on at the moment. So so for me, it's one of the curses of entrepreneurs is that you get the shiny penny and you think, yeah. oh, this is this is great. I need to go and do this. And the problem, the problem with this is actually related to another quote that my mentor said to me was uh, a Bruce Lee quote, which was um, he doesn't fear someone that knows how to do a hundred kicks 
who, who practices 100 kicks 100 times. He's worried about the person that does one kick a thousand times. And that I genuinely believe when I, I when I teach people how to create a business and start a business, I say it's a two to five year project to be good at something, whether your business, you need longevity to be successful. Why my podcast has been successful is because I've been doing it for three and a half years. I've done over 300 episodes, 316 episodes, and I now can talk confidently about running a podcast, starting a podcast, launching a podcast. So for me, longevity of and looking for the long game is one of the lessons learned for me and and if you can stretch yourself then yes do i probably am stretching myself but i'm committed to each one of those different areas that it's a two to five year plan to be able to get it right well i love that i think that's so important especially for you know, active minded, uh, entrepreneurial minded real estate investors, the shiny object syndrome is, I mean, I get that right. It, it took me a little while, uh, more than a little while to start to learn that lesson. And even though I was aware of it, I didn't, you, it's hard to realize I'm getting some of that shiny object syndrome. I'm deviating from the path that I'd set for myself and I'm making myself, you know, distracted. And that's not a, so I don't think that's something that goes away. I think it's something you need to know about yourself and plan for, build systems around and remain committed to that long-term process, no matter what it is. And that goes for a lot of real estate investors out there. And and Mark, it, You see something great on, uh, I see this relatively regularly on, on social media, whatever platform it is. The, it's the picture. So just so everyone visualize, it's the picture of the person that digs a hole and he's looking for a, uh, the gold or mm -hmm. the diamonds, whatever it is. And the person digs a hole and he goes down a third of the way and then tries another hole and tries another hole, tries another hole. And then you've got the other person that just digs one hole and just goes down and they find the gold or the silver or the diamonds, whatever it is. And that is just a huge lesson. You need to go deep in a subject area of business and you need to keep on digging because you will get better. You will get success you will you will develop relationships which will enable you so that check that out on social media it pops up on my feed every so often and i i always think that's a a really visual way of actually thinking that when you're starting a business or running a business you need to go deep on it you need to really invest yourself into it to that sort of two to five year to be able to make it a success so as long as you do that and you're aware of the, that you need to play the long game another cliche but it's a marathon it's not a sprint and 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 you you have to realize that if you work hard work diligently and you you invest your time money and effort into projects businesses they probably sometimes you've got the wrong business but in most cases even a a bad business with someone who's good in good at business can make a business work you can like a person that's that has the wrong idea can still make it work and they might not make lots of money but they can still make it work where um so i always think you guys just keep investing in yourself keep developing skills tactics tools tactics and techniques and uh and and you will you will get to success i love it well mark thank you for joining us today 
talking us and teaching to uh, teaching us about such an important concept and so many concepts around your mindset for entrepreneurship, real estate investing, and really just building yourself up to do better and make more money. If folks want to reach out, they want to get in touch, if they want to find your podcast or anything along those lines, where can they find you? Right. So um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm quite active on LinkedIn, Mark Hayward. Um, I've got a website, which is absolutebusinessmindset.com, which has got my podcast. It's got my um my coaching business and my podcast business as well is all on that website. And, and you've got to contact us on there by all means, drop me a, a message on there. I I'm pretty good at responding when people drop me messages. So either of those two places are the best places to find me. Great. Well, thank you for joining us once again to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's very much appreciated. That helps other people learn about the show. It helps us rank a little bit higher in their uh, ecosystem. And I'll be honest with you, it helps me feel good because I get to see that you guys are out there engaging with the content and escaping the Wall Street casino along with us. If you know anyone who could use a little bit more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them and bring them into the tribe. I want to thank you for tuning in once again. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.